you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are going to do a recap of Elimination Chamber 2020. Um, yeah, this this uh, pay-per-view feels like it happened a long time ago. I don't know. I feel like I'm not, you know, we were talking about it before. Or was yeah. this past Sunday? It was this past Sunday. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just, it feels like it was forever ago, man. I'm like, yeah, wow. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because they just been fast tracking these like these pay per views, man. Just one after another. Just uh, well, coming at you. I mean, I also think it's kind of indicative of how I felt about the pay per view on a whole. I mean, just as a general note on it, like this, this one really just didn't didn't feel like it was. It was. I don't know. I I didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling this pay per view at all. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it started out okay because you know I didn't I didn't watch the kickoff and we talked about that I mean Viking Raiders Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins no thank you I don't need to see that matchup um, you know the true start of the pay per view was uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak which was a good match you know like great technical wrestling match yeah you know and and I, I mean I've been kind of like on the fence about how I felt about Daniel going against this like mid tier talent and you know having tough matches like it's kind of making Daniel look a little bit weak. But, you know, with Drew Gulak, you know, it, it felt like, okay, this one makes sense because they're very similar to each other. Drew Gulak is a very technical wrestler, you know, so he, I thought that, that the story that they told was, was the best here than, or better here than it was like on SmackDown the past couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we're just kind of getting right into it, you know, with that matchup. You know, that that I felt like, OK, I felt good about it. I didn't feel great about it necessarily. Like I, I wasn't because I wasn't sure what to make of it at first either. But then, you know, I do have respect for Drew Gulak. And I, I again, I think they told a good story overall. Just like I enjoyed Gulak. the story. I, I enjoyed the storytelling. Like basically he's saying that I'm better than Daniel Bryan because I. I know, I know your weaknesses, and he definitely exposed them. You know, you know that one meme, like expose him, expose him. That's basically what Drew Gulak did <laughs> with Daniel Bryan, bro. He got exposed. Yeah, like he attacked the neck, you know, and he just like had no mercy for him. You know, we know Daniel's history. At first, I was like, I can't, I couldn't watch it at, at times, man. That replay. Uh, when he just did a suplex and just and he just Daniel Bryan just crashed right on the back of his head and I was like, oh my god, yeah, you need to take that. There was even a pause. Like I think uh, Drew Gulak went over 
you know, to him. And whenever I see that, you know, I'm thinking, okay, there's communication happening. But I was, I was wondering, like, is he asking, like, oh, you okay from that one? Then they showed the replay, and then they kept going, you know. But yeah, it was, it was scary. It was a scary match to see for for any Daniel Bryan fan or any human that just cares about the well-being of another Real, human. Yeah, being, you know, like being, it was, yes. it was, it was nerve-wracking to see that. But um, but yeah, man, I mean, solid matchup overall. Like I, I for me, this is match of the night you know in terms of just like great quality wrestling great story told i mean from here it was kind of like you know i won't say all downhill because there was some other good stuff that happened but um for the most part like i don't know it just i felt like this it couldn't it didn't really get better than this i'll put it that way because for me this matchup it it was was you enjoyed the 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 tag team uh, uh nation chamber match no i didn't really? i didn't yeah we could talk about that we'll get there well, we'll get there i'm just i'm just like yeah because you know because you said no other match just gotten more exciting than the drew gulak and yeah for me Daniel Bryan match for wow. me personally yeah okay. yeah i wasn't and you know coming into this pay-per-view i felt like the the fact well I I want to kind of save how I felt about that because we do have another match to get to but you know for me with Daniel Bryan and Gulak I wasn't expecting you know to really enjoy that matchup like as much as I did um, especially with the buildup like I, I was a little bit upset that Daniel Bryan was getting pushed to his limit you know by you know some of the people he was going against on SmackDown and I'm just like you know I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he's Slater, Slater and um, yeah, I was like, he Ledger, Joker, what? Right. <laughs> you know, and then um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name, but the B team, not Bo Dallas, but um, the his partner. Oh, uh, oh my God, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's people that. Yeah, there you go, Curtis Axel. Like people's names who you can't even say right off the bat. You know, right. like he's he's being they taken with limit the by them. Like doesn't really make sense, you know. But you know, here I was like, okay, this is the this is the payoff. Is that Drew Gulak? You know, is legit, and when he says he knows his weaknesses, he knows his weaknesses, and he was ruthless about it, and I really respected that. So yeah, man, I thought I thought that um, this this match for me was match of the night. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I really enjoyed it because more of Drew Gulak, he got, you know, some of that, that spotlight, you know, and deservedly so because he, he he did his thing in 204, not 204, but 205 Live, being Cruiserweight Champion as well, being NXT Cruiserweight Champion when they kind of just, you know, rebranded and put it right under, back under that umbrella. But he, he did exceptional work with uh, Daniel Bryan, man. They got some great chemistry. They both it, it felt like I was looking at just two ring technicians, man, like like a Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle or something like that, man. They're just grappling and having memories like that. So, yeah, that, this this match definitely worked for me. Yeah, they're like mirror images of each other, and it really put over Drew Gulak for sure. Just uh, like helped him, helped to elevate Drew Gulak. And I think that's – I think Daniel really wanted to do that with this story, you know, I think he has a lot of respect for Drew Gulak. This is just what I'm gleaning out. Oh, he does. Here, but, he does. you know, just, just watching it. I feel like, you know, even after the matchup, you know, he was kind of like pointing at Drew Gulak and looking at the crowd like, this guy, this guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, give him a choke him out, man. Props. Yeah. Right. Pass out, bro. 
It's like, all right. You know, I think it, it really, that was that was awesome to see. You know, like Daniel, again, like even though he won, he's still putting over Drew Gulak. And in a loss, sometimes you can look great. You can do more in a loss than, you, than sometimes you can in some wins. You know, so for Drew Gulak, this was great. For Daniel Bryan, you know, he had a great matchup. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like I said, a great, great way to start. Um, so the next matchup was for the United States Championship. It was Andrade, his, I guess, official singles return back from his, his uh, suspension um, against Humberto Carrillo. So why don't you break this down, man? What do you think of this matchup? I thought it I thought it was a great match of, you know, two expanding uh wrestlers going at it, just seeing something like, you know, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero going and I'm glad they shine a, a a light back on the the Hispanic wrestlers, man, cuz you know, it's been a while since they, you know, you know, usually they're just in these luchador masks and that's all they are. That's it. But now, you know, you know, you got Andre not Andre, Andrade. It's like Andre. Right, right, right. Andrade, you got yeah. Humberto Carrillo, you have Angel Garza, you know what I'm saying? So, man, now you have this this influx of, of talent now, and uh, man, I just can't wait to see more, because this great, because this match with, uh, with me for the title for United States Champion was great. Andrade looked great, and Humberto looked great, man. And he looked more aggressive in this. I'll give, give it to Umberto on this one, man. He Umberto definitely came out okay. looking more, uh, looking more stronger in the loss. Nice, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. You know, I thought that um, both guys, you know, came out looking looking great. Now, I will pause you a little bit when you said Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. I, I, I can't put it to that level yet. Like, I've I have so much respect for that feud and that history that those oh, two yeah, guys had. Yeah. You know, to to put it on that level. But I see what you're saying in terms of just like. Two like Latino wrestlers that just you know that that it's like it's great to see that happening in the WWE and that light being shine on on that community. So you know I think it's awesome from that standpoint. And I think with you know with time and with you know continuing to tell their tell the stories, um, it could get to that level. Um, so yeah, definitely. Friday and Angel Garza, they can have some magic together if they ever to have like a riff. Split mm-hmm. and then you know who's caught in between. Selena Vega, you got like a great story with that. Yeah, I, I I think that's inevitable. I think that's coming unless you know Vince decides to squash that that storyline. But I feel like it's just it's it's written it's writing itself. You know, like she's managing both of them. They teamed up together. They lost, and then you know they're you know separately. She's still kind of managing both of them now, yep. and that started with his suspension. So Andrade's got to feel a certain type of way about that. Um, Angel Garza and Zelina have great chemistry. Um, yeah, it just it, it makes sense that the two of them would, would feud and that storyline would be great. I mean, we talked about it that when when Angel showed up, we were both kind of concerned about Andrade that he might, you know, get replaced, you know, legit by, by Angel Garza because how charismatic he is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I could see that happening. But even for Humberto Carrillo, I think that, you know, there's there's potential there. I feel like he needs to. You know, he needs the story and he needs more stories like it. You know, it's really what what's going to help build him. The more we can learn about him and get to know him as a person, the better. And the best thing that could have happened was Andrade getting suspended and them having to find someone else for him to face off against. And it turned out they 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 chose to use his cousin. Like, yes. 
that was that was a blessing in disguise for him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It made it definitely shine a great light on Asia Garza and shine a, a spotlight on Umberto on his untapped potential that he has, man. Because I believe it's the right opponent that, that can bring out that aggressiveness out of him, man. Because when he went at first went against AJ Styles, you know, you saw his wrestling athletic ability. Like, he had it, but it was just, you know, in the character and in the story. It just, you know, it was just felt like... And then and it didn't help that AJ Styles was always dominating, so it just made Umberto just look even weak. So it it just didn't work for him. So now he he went and now he t- slightly teamed up with with Ray, Ray Mysterio, and now he's with Andrade paired up with Andrade. Now he fought against Angel Garza, so this is all great for him now. Well, and also too, I mean the Umberto Angel Garza matchup. I mean it's personal because like that's family. Like his you know, family members coming and teaming up against him with his enemy. Like you know that's messed up. And so the the added aggression from him, like the crowd, I felt like they could buy it because who wouldn't be pissed off if a family member decided to side with your enemy? You know what I'm saying against you, right? I'm like sure can relate to that, right, man. You know, so that story, I feel like that that was that, it was such a better story than the story they were telling with Andrade for the title. Like it was so much more interesting. Yeah. You know, like even I would say like this matchup was great, but it still doesn't match like the intensity of what he had with with his cousin with Angel. You know, like and I think it's for that reason. I think the match was great and I think they told a great story. I think that it's been enhanced because of what he did with Angel Garza. But I think the the story that even just thinking about it right now that I'm still more interested in is Umberto versus Angel. Yeah. You know, because that that's that family, you know, dynamic, that that, you know, rivalry, that like betrayal, that everything. There's so much to it. I feel like they could explore that even more. Um, and Andrade is kind of like, to me now, you're the middleman. He's like kind of in the middle of all this, you know, which is so bizarre. And that's another reason for him to be pissed off yeah. at Angel, at Umberto, and at Zelina. They easily get jealous, and rightfully so. Yeah. Also, the, yeah, the, the story's right there, man. It's, it's right there. It's, it's Yeah, it's right on the wall. Just, just go ahead and just do it. Yep, yep. Man, but great matchup, you know, and this this to me, you know, it it was close in terms of just technical, you know, skills with with that first matchup with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. You know, this one was like right there. Um, And I would still take the Daniel Bryan Drew Gulak one just by a little bit. But this was a great match. So I I enjoyed both of these first two matches. Um, So next up, we had the first of two Elimination Chamber matches. Uh, this one was for the tag team championships. Uh, we had a whole slew of teams. Um, let's kind of go through them now. So we had Miz and Morrison. We had the Usos. We had the New Day. We had Ziggler and Robert Roode. We had uh, Lucha House Party. And we had Heavy Machinery. Um, so, oh, and I guess we we, sh- we will be remiss to, to not mention that the uh, on SmackDown previous to this, uh, we had uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode win the right to be the last team to enter the chamber. Um, so my thoughts on this, because we alluded to this a little bit earlier. Um, I feel like the two things. One is I, I didn't like the fact that this elimination chamber replaced a number one contenders matchup for to see who would go against um, 
uh, Goldberg for the WWE Championship. I feel like this, you know, if and it felt like it was flipped. It felt like it was just kind of thrown together. You know, like all of a sudden Greg Hamilton is saying, oh, by the way, I've just been informed from this referee that, you know, uh, uh, Miz and Morrison, your first title defense is going to be against, you know, this tag team and this tag team and this tag team. It's just like, what? Where is this coming from? And why is that? that that's not fair at all. How come you know, it just like, can't be a simple story? Maybe they could just go against the Usos or against New Day. Just right. I, I don't know, it's, man. And for their first defense, like it didn't make sense. Like, I, I, yeah, that that I didn't I didn't. I didn't think it made sense at all. It made more sense for the Elimination Chamber match to be, you know, something with with Roman Reigns and Sheamus and some of these other contenders to see who's going to be WWE Champion. I mean, you know, it just felt like it was thrown together last minute because they decided to just give it to Roman Reigns. So I didn't like that about it going into this matchup. So I was already kind of feeling a certain type of way. Mm. And then seeing the matchup. I felt like the missed opportunity also was the fact that um, the heavy machinery and Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode story, and specifically Otis and Dolph Ziggler, they didn't do enough with it. Uh, I, and I feel like Miz and Morrison, more. yeah, they should have done more. Yeah, And Miz and Morrison winning the Elimination Chamber match, and it was what, them and the Usos at the end? In the end, yep. Like... There's nothing there for me right now. Like story wise, I, I I I just it's just an empty. There's no story. But the story was definitely with Otis and Ziggler. And I thought I actually expected, you know, because of the story that they were telling, I thought Ziggler and Robert Roode were gonna win. Be the last, or at least be the last ones with heavy machinery. Oh, you thought you maybe heavy machinery and Roode Ziggler would be the last two teams. Yes, be the last so you expected two expected new tag team champions. Yes. So yes. you was okay flip flopping? I was okay flip flopping because I thought it was. I yeah. honestly see. I just you're okay. You're cool with that. Me, I'm more. That's most likely why the reason, probably why this match worked for me because I hate flip flopping titles. Only if it makes sense within the story. But even with this story, but it know, did make sense because it's an elimination chamber matchup. Yeah. Like okay, I get it from. General WWE logic, if a team or any and a, any single person has just won a title and they in their first title defense they lose, that typically doesn't happen. Like, I get that aspect of it. So it, it, there was that running through my head like, you know what, they're probably going to retain. But their story, there's no story there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, they're just there. And then you screwed them over. And then why not just play that out and just screw them over? It... it for the sake of having the better storyline be a primary thing going into WrestleMania. Because what they could have done is you have Ziggler and Rude win the belt, and then you have Heavy Machinery going against Ziggler and Rude at WrestleMania for the tag team titles. And then Mandy Rose is caught in the middle of this whole thing. Maybe she doesn't like how aggressive they are with Otis, but she's technically with Ziggler. And like she plays a part in that matchup at WrestleMania, kind of culminating that story with a championship. And then Heavy Machinery wins the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Like, because people are so invested in Otis right now. Like, you just, it's almost like Kofi Mania. Like, you gotta just jump on that you know it just and to give him a title now it just feels right like like him being a tag team champion and potentially winning mandy's heart in all of this because of (laughs) how like 
you know, how tough he's being and how he's standing up to Dolph, who's just being a jerk, and she sees him for who he really is. I don't know. I just feel like that's the story everyone is invested in. See, see I don't know if I'm really to sacrifice the... to make... to sacrifice that... to sacrifice that story for the Miz and Morrison to, to look weak. They just got the titles, now they lost. They even... Now they're not even part of the last final teams. They're they got they got eliminated. But they don't have to look weak because it's elimination chamber. What they could have done is you have them start and then they defeat multiple teams, but then they get screwed because they had to face off against so many teams for their first title defense. Uh, you know, and they would have a case like <laughs> you guys put us in the elimination chamber matchup for our first title defense. We beat Three of the teams or whatever, that would add up, right? Because three, four, yeah, six. So we beat the other three teams in there, and then we lost to Heavy Machinery, you know, and or Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, whoever it is, whatever. And they can say, yeah, we were screwed. And then even before, before WrestleMania, maybe they get a rematch, and then, you know, something happens there again to, to where they just feel like, okay, they got screwed. And then that's the whole thing. Like, they're just complaining because they keep, they feel like they keep getting screwed over. Um, you know, I just feel like Elimination Chamber, the the way that it's set up, they could have looked strong and lost the belts in favor of the better story. Because their story right now isn't as interesting as Otis and Ziggler and Mandy Rose. And, and specifically, Otis is so over right now oh, yeah, that it, it just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes Shout sense. out to Tucker, too, man. He did his thing in Elimination yeah. Chamber doing that summer. What was it? What did he do? Uh... Do you do it like a summers? Uh, With the uh, top of the cage, uh, over on top of the pod. Yeah, 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 man, that was crazy. Yeah, just that Tucker, man. Yeah, Tucker. I mean, Tucker at the end, you know, yeah, like man. it was Tucker. when Otis ran through the the elimination chamber pod and out to the floor, you know, and it was just him basically, like by himself. Like, okay, well, yeah. you know, I'm pissed off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and he showed a lot of heart there, man. I feel like they're doing a decent job of having Tucker make a name for himself, but I feel like no matter what he does right now, it's all about Otis. Oh, know? yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Otis is is heavy machinery, bro. <laughs> to be yeah, he, is. he is. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody knows that, you know, but I just want to, you know, just tip my hat to the big Tucky because, he, you know, he, he did his thing, but usually – Everybody knows that the spotlight is always on Otis, but I had to share some spotlight to to Big Tucky as well. Yeah, he does his thing. I mean, he's 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 the better wrestler of the two. Yeah. You know, like uh, when they when they are in the ring, like you can see it. Like he's just he works so hard, and he's got some great athleticism and agility. And good know, on the like, mic too, man. He's good. Yeah, at he promos. is. He is. Yeah, but man, just just being around Otis, like. That is that is a hard act to follow. It is, you know, for anybody. All of charisma, right there. Bro. He is, man. Pure charisma, nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, what? So yeah. Go, why don't you go through your your thoughts on it? Because, like I said, I, that's how I felt about it in general. That's why I was kind of put off by this matchup. But you you seem to like it. So why don't you talk about it some more? Well, I was just caught up probably in, probably more in the action of it, and then I understood the story for the reasons why Miz and Morrison won because they was actually being smart heels. I, I like how they 
uh, kind of took a breather, just let New Day and Usos fight when it was down to three of them, you know, just let them work it out. And then finally, they just uh, capitalize on the opportunity of a missed time. Was it missed time jump off the top rope from Kofi? And was it Ms. Morrison both got the pin on him, got eliminated New Day, then follow up with a nice pin, a double pin on either it was a Jimmy or a Jay. I wasn't able to tell, but I, I like that finish as well. So that's why, you know, the match kind of worked for me. I like the action, you know, who was it? Uh, Lucia House Party doing that. Uh, awesome from the top of the elimination chamber. Was it Lince Dorado? I think so. Yeah, Lince Dorado doing that top move. Uh, man, that was insane. So, yeah, man. So I, that's, I, that's why that match ended up working for me. So, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Ms. Morrison, go from here? Hmm. See, Ms. and Morrison, since they won, I, I, I'm thinking maybe Usos were because the way it was to finish, it still made it still made the Usos look uh, strong losing. So, I think they might continue a story with the Usos. I think the Usos are up next to go for those titles, which sucks because. You know, the way you broke it down so eloquently with the whole heavy machinery (laughs) and uh, Rude and Ziggler. Which, by the way, man, they got some nice chemistry now. That tag team. Rude and Ziggler? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they are. They've they've lasted longer than either one of us thought they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's working, though. Uh, They're gelling well. Uh, But I think. Better than Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman did. (laughs) <laughs> now revisit that <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah man but uh, I think that's what's going to happen next I think Usos are up alright what about you man Um, next thing for Ms. Morrison I, see I, I guess I'm not sure and that's why I asked the question because I feel like the, the, the choice that I would have made is different from the choice that they ended up making so you know, I kind of am not sure. And I guess my fear is that it's just going to be a generic story leading up to WrestleMania with the Usos. But, you know, I feel like they don't care about tag team wrestling. Right. You know, it's just going to or there's another multi-team thing that happens at, at WrestleMania, too. You know, like because the New Day feel like they're just as much in the, the Miz and Morrison story as, as the Usos. Like, I don't see how you don't have the new day in a certain way i don't see how you don't have the new day a part of that with the usos but maybe you get just, machinery in there back in there somehow if they do like another i don't know like a number one contenders match or or a triple threat whatever well heavy machinery story or at least otis's story at wrestlemania ends with Dolph ziggler well yeah yeah i'll keep on saying yeah 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 like that that's gonna happen that that's there's no doubt about it in my mind that it's gonna be otis and, and dolph and i just i mean a one-on-one match that feels weird i think a tag match makes sense um but yeah just tag titles would have been great it would just would have been great would have been sweet would have been a the wrestle i mean not wrestle but wrestlemania omg moment for uh for uh for not tucker but uh for otis, otis. and mandy yeah yeah, and then for them, yeah, to to you know Crap, be an item, you know, yeah. like, oh my god, like that would be crazy. 
Yeah, it probably so. tears in, in people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. I'm, I'm dead serious, man. Oh, man. I think it'll be. Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, literal fireworks. Yeah. I can see that happening. Literal yeah. fireworks. Like, you finally um, kissed the girl? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for that. I don't know how they're going to get there, but somehow, some way for Otis and Tucker to be tag team champions and for Otis to get yeah. the girl at the end and for there to be actual fireworks. That's my, I don't even know if I can call it a prediction, but that's what I want. That's what I want to see. I don't know yeah, that that was. I've been enjoying this story, man. Ever since you know he got his date for uh, for Manny Rose for Valentine's, he's getting all excited. He walk up and you see, and you pan over and you see Dolph Ziggler. I, my mouth dropped. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. you doing this? Yeah, steal your girl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm down. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> Like, come on, man! Don't do this. Right. Do this, Otis. No, right? I was like, come on, Lee, <laughs> man. Like, but this is this is so good now, though. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, that's that's the elimination chamber match. At least the first elimination chamber match. Uh, let's keep moving through the pay per view, though. So the next matchup was Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. Uh, so um, I got mixed feelings about this matchup. I didn't like it. I, t- I t- no mixed okay. feelings. I didn't like it. See, the here's the thing: like out the window. On, I, you got to be logical with your storytelling. All right, go with it. You you got the passion. Go with it. T- talk about it. Tell us tell us how you feel. All right, man. So in the beginning of not even the beginning of the match during during the the pay per view they do like a, a backstage. A promo with AJ Styles, and he's setting he's saying to the interviewer, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have the OC with me because this is this is no two, this is a no uh, DQ match, and we fight as one." And you know, and I'm like, "Okay, I expected that." So he comes out there, you know what I'm saying? And a good how long this match go? What was the time? Maybe I'll find it. Fourteen minutes, thirteen. Yep. Well, I, I just want to say, anyway, that probably 95% of that match was, was between AJ Styles and Aleister Black. The other five, that's when Carl and Luke decided to, de- de- decide to finally get involved. I'm like, what? Like, th- th- this makes no sense. You, you guys should be getting involved right away. Like, this is the no. How much time did you say it was? 14, 15 minutes? It was 23 minutes oh and 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> 21 of those minutes. AJ Styles. Alex Black, bro. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, so- I didn't like the match, man. I didn't like it. I didn't like Undertaker showing up. I didn't. I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't like it, though. So why I said I had mixed feelings is because if you tell me AJ Styles versus Aleister Black are going to have a matchup at Elimination Chamber, you know, I, I I get hyped. I'm like, wow, AJ Styles versus Aleister Black, like these two guys, man, great strikers, great wrestlers overall. Like we're going to have it's, it's kind of like how I felt about them saying Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Like, if that's a holy shit type of matchup, like, we're really going to see that happen in our lifetime. Like, that's awesome, you know. But then the way they built this story from the beginning just sucked 
So Alistair Black basically is just this this um, yeah, he, he's he's just a part. He's a cog in, in the story of AJ Styles and the Undertaker. That's really what's going on here. We know the matchup is AJ Styles and Undertaker going into WrestleMania. We know that that's what they're building. And then Aleister Black, it just seems like, you know, we're, we're all waiting for... Because even AJ Styles' promo on Raw was more about, you know, The Undertaker and, you know, just like, kind of like mocking him. And, you know, just he has issues with The Undertaker, dating back to, to the, the pay-per-view at Saudi, right? And so, you know, going into this match, it's kind of like he's going to use Aleister Black to send a message to The Undertaker. That's not how this should be. It's just not. You know, you've been building Aleister Black to be this guy. You're trying to make him into a superstar. And the biggest matchup that he has to date, and he's he's basically second fiddle in the matchup. Like, the, the match he's is in isn't even about, like, the story isn't even about him. Like, that just... It just feels wrong. Like, that's not how you build Aleister Black. I personally just tuned out of this matchup because I just, I was anticipating, okay, when is Undertaker going to show up? That's really what I what, what it turned into. Yeah, it did. You know, and again, this is Aleister Black versus AJ Styles, a match I just said, like, wow, if you told me that on paper, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. You know, this could be a matchup that you would have a, a championship on the line, you know? Like, in Japan, they would go nuts for something like this. And the Indies, would be like, whoa, really? Oh, my God. You know, tickets sold out in seconds. But, you know, you put it here in the Elimination Chamber, and it's just like, it doesn't even matter. Because, really, it, it's an irrelevant matchup, because the real matchup is him is AJ Styles and Undertaker. So, again, that's where my, my mixed feelings come from, is that it just, it's a shame. It feels like they did, it, they did what this could have been a disservice by making it a backdrop to the the Undertaker AJ storyline. Need to be part. I'm sorry. I, I would say Undertaker doesn't need to be part of WrestleMania. The WrestleMania match should be AJ Styles and Aleister Black. Yes. You know, he's on his wave of momentum. Aleister Black is. He's getting win after win, strong wins, dominating wins. You know that Black Mask finish is awesome visual. Man, he can just basically hit it out of nowhere too. And then you do this disservice of like basically treating it as an appetizer for the main course for AJ Styles and and to go against Undertaker. No, no, man. Let it be. Oh my God, just let it be out. Why can't it be Alistair Black? I don't understand. I don't understand. And it was weird too how when Undertaker did show up, like he showed up where Alistair was. You know, like Alistair was what there was Gallows and Anderson, like they kind of had him down on the ground, and then the lights went out, lights came back up, and there was Undertaker yeah. choking Gallows and Anderson. Then, you know, lights turned out, lights lights turned back on, and it was Alistair in that spot again. It's like, are you trying to try to draw the comparisons between the two of them by doing that? And that's your idea, quote unquote, of putting them over, putting him over. You know, putting Alistair over by comparing him to Undertaker, almost like he just, I, I don't know. Like, it just it just felt off. Like, the whole thing felt off to me. And this matchup, I just don't get it. AJ matchups, man, sometimes these these dream matchups have just been so disappointing. Par. Yeah. The par. For like, real. It just, it, it just feels like it shouldn't be this hard. Again, uh -huh. Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles should have been a home run. And then it just wasn't. His best you know? match he had is he had so far was was against Finn Balor. That yeah. him and John Cena. 
Oh, yeah. Well, the Finn Balor one was by mistake. Or not even by mistake, but it was by, by uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, getting injured or whatever. I think he got ill, got sick or something like that. Yeah. Then he couldn't be there. And so it was like, well, let's have Finn Balor, you know. Be, oh, no, no. It was the other way around. It was Finn Balor's matchup. And AJ filled in for Bray. And that was like, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We I just flew from Brazil because he was doing a WWE event. So he, it was like an 18-hour flight. And he, you know, basically just flew in straight to that uh, pay-per-view match. Yeah. they. I, I guess they just couldn't. They didn't have enough time to mess that one up, you know, with some goofy storyline or lackluster explanation for why they would be facing each other. It's just like they just they just went in there and had a match. And it was the Demon versus AJ Styles, first time ever. It was amazing. It was great. They just let them do their thing, and it was um, it was amazing. Um, and like you said, with John Cena, you know, he had great chemistry, great storylines with John Cena. You felt it. You know, you felt it. It was I was on edge the whole time watching those matchups, rooting for AJ Styles to beat John Cena, and then he yeah, beat him. In a clean, in the ring, yeah. one, two, three, and you saw it. You were just like, oh, my God, that was the best <laughs> feeling ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. You know, and then some of these other matchups, you're just like, wait, what? What happened? Now, that last one with Shinsuke in Chicago was amazing. I mean, I was there at that event, and that that was amazing. Well, we was there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There was a whole, yeah, a whole bunch of people that were at that one. That's right. Um, so, yeah, just seeing that live, that was that yeah. was special. That was special. It was. To see that it one. was. I was like, wow, we... I, I, I think they have fought, what, three times? And that was the third match, and we got the best one out of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, they finally decided, okay, we're not going to end this in a low blow or just something goofy right, right. happening. Goofy low blow way, yeah. Yeah, low blow or double low blow. Like, just, just they just tried to find every way to make that just a, a joke. And then the last one, they just let him go finally. It was like, all right, here we go, you know. This is it. So anyway, you know, it's like, yeah, why, why, here's another one, Alistair Black and AJ, like, why can't that just be a, a classic matchup where you just see these two dudes just go and, you know, 100% and, and just tear the house down, Yes, you know, just go out there and steal the effing show. Yeah, this, this should have been match of the night. It should have. Like, it, it really should have been. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was far from it. It was, no. it was honestly... I was more upset, like, honestly, more upset. Well, ugh. yeah, I will say it. I was more upset with this matchup than the SmackDown tag team matchup because I already went in kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Right. Alistair and AJ, I was even more upset because of how great this match should have been, you know, knowing how great both of these guys are. Yeah. And then what we got, I was like, oh, my God, this is. It was more disappointing, I would say. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, that's the right terminology right there, disappointing. I, I t- totally agree with that, man. I had a definitely sad face <laughs> with that uh, on, on the Aleister Black and AJ Styles, especially my man AJ Styles, man. It's like, come on, man. They they need to be treating you so much better, you know. I did, you know, the following night on Monday Night Raw, I did enjoy that promo because I felt like he was speaking truth about the Undertaker. He basically ripped the Undertaker to shreds in that promo. Man. He just basically said, man, you ain't shit no more, bro. Just stop it. You should have left when 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 you got beat by the big dog. Put his coat in the ring. He raised his fist and then you thought he retired. You know, you get all these Twitter messages from Vince McMahon. Thank you for your 
for like your career, your years of service, la da da da, from all these other superstars, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H. You know what I'm saying? Like he he just ripped this dude's his shreds. He called him by his it's his shoot name too, like Mark Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn, bro!" Talked about he like, his wife, Michelle. Talked about cool. his wife, like, like he, like, man, let's 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 just like let's, let's just cut the bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is." I'm like AJ Styles. I'm like, all right. I, I had to stand up for that promo. He just ripped Undertaker to shreds, and rightfully so. I was like, "Yes, go on," because this is this is basically what me and Hafiz was talking about, like for the Saudi show. Yeah, yeah. Do you think so? I, I heard a rumor or saw a rumor on uh, social media about Undertaker potentially going back to his American badass persona for this matchup. Do you see that? Do you think there's any chance that he does that? And would you be excited about that or would you hate it or how would you feel about that if that happened? I don't. Hmm. Coming out with that Limb Biscuit song. <laughs> Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Well, would it be that one or the Kid Rock one? Oh, the Kid Rock, yeah, yeah. Because the first one was the was the Limb Biscuit. Then the second one was the Kid Rock, right? Yeah, see, I can't remember the order. That's oh, a man. That's man. another thing that. Yeah. But it, but regardless, mm, like, yeah. would you? How would you? How would you feel about it? I don't know. See, I'm gonna be honest. I was never a big fan of American Badass. I was never a big fan. To me, that that kind of just. Not killed the Undertaker character for me. He lost some of his. Uh, uh, what's that? Because you know, he, he he to me he lost some of his like his momentum or that that character his mystique. That's what he lost with me, man. When he went to that American badass character, like even when he returned, you know what was it, a couple years he what was it, a couple years or the following year he came back. But still, I, I still like I couldn't look at him as the same way. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind it. You know, I think at that time, you know, it it actually felt like Undertaker maybe needed a change, you know, or something. Like it was just a little bit stale. Um, and the American Badass was was like, wow, okay, he's he's a he's a he's a person, and he's dropping the whole dead man thing, like. It, it, it seemed like at that time, maybe just we were wanting a little bit more, more realism. And it just, it, I don't know. I just, I don't remember feeling like, oh man, I can't believe they changed Undertaker to the dead or from the dead man to this. I remember thinking like, all right, yeah, this is, this is, this is kind of cool seeing him like just talk as a person and be himself. Like we're getting to see like, like, I don't know in my, in my mind at that time, I was thinking this is probably how he is outside of wrestling like we're seeing him as just like uh, the man versus the the dead man um now looking at it like if he were to do this at wrestlemania i really i i I, asking that question i'm asking myself would i even care and i'm not sure i would to be honest with you i don't think that that would really do anything for me if if he went the american badass route you know versus the dead man route i think the the dead man entrance i'm always gonna have a certain type of feeling about that i'm always gonna be like you know, there's always this like a little bit of a wow factor, at least just a little bit, just to see him do that. And then at WrestleMania too, it'll be special. And then once he gets or, in the ring, it's over. You know, like, <laughs> as soon yeah, as the lights the, come on, the moment's he, over. Yeah, he takes that hat off, and the bell rings. It's done. The moment is dead. Um, but during that entrance, it's like, 
oh well yeah this this like you know you you feel it there's there are the goosebumps still when you hear that the 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 dong and the you know the fire coming up on the sides and you just a slow walk like that's that's all really the undertaker is right now to me is that entrance and that's, that's it. it man he let me ask you this when was when was the last good undertaker match you've seen when we thought he retired when we thought that was it like i feel like i was invested you know and when he lost i was like wow it's over and i felt sad you know i feel like that was the let because it was that was brock right like no that was was it no, roman or Brock? Roman it was roman yeah 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 like that was the last time that i felt like wow okay you know like this is this is it because i didn't expect him to lose that matchup after having lost to brock i'm like okay well he lost to brock but he's not gonna lose again you know and then he lost and it's like well this is it you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is he's getting retired. I was pissed at Roman. I'm like, what? Why? Why him? You know to yeah. do this? And yeah. then, man, like that's the end of the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, I haven't been invested since then because now he shows up and it's just like, eh, okay, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Pe- people will say like, you know, they can say that or the block or the Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last match for me, I think that was good when he was still when he could still go in the ring, and storytelling was CM Punk for WrestleMania. Mm. That's the last great match for me that he had, uh, and that was WrestleMania when he you know he was doing the whole thing with uh, what was the story behind that with him and and uh, oh, the dude that passed I can't even think of his name. Albert. Yeah, yeah, yup. And CM Punk is using that, and he. This is when he was using Paul Heyman as well. And the storytelling, storytelling behind that was was phenomenal from both. And the wrestling too, man. That was like I want to say match of the night for me, uh, for that WrestleMania, uh, CM Punk and Undertaker. But yeah, man, that was to me that was the last great match that Undertaker had. You know, story, but story wise, I would agree with that though. When you know with him and Roman Reigns and he just pretty much he put everything he like took his his jacket off his and his hat laid everything in the ring and yeah man yeah i think you know both of those matches are are great matchups and i think you know just the maybe my i don't know my favorite one towards the end for him you know was uh that second matchup he had with Shawn Michaels you know, where I thought Sean was going to win. Oh, really yeah. They had me. I, I thought oh, yeah. I, you know, oh, yeah. that he was going to win. Yeah. There, was, there was no way Sean's yep. career was going to be over. You know, and like, I remember that. He's going to pull this off. And then he lost. And I'm like, wow. But the the, the match itself was great. Um, gosh, just. Oh, the one with Sean or the one with. With Triple H. Well, so so because the one with Triple my, H, that finish got me when he took the super kick yes, and followed yes, up with the pedigree. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, I was yes. like, bro, he's about yes. to break it. <laughs> so so the Sean one, I think, got me because you know it was like, oh, Sean's career is over. You know, like that's that's nuts. Now the because as I was saying, and I'm thinking, yeah, that one too really got me, and I thought that he should have lost one of those two matchups 
if not the one against Sean, because I feel like Sean was the one that, with all the history that they had had, it just made so much sense for Shawn Michaels to beat him. Um, Triple H, though, when he, I think it was a Hell in a Cell matchup, Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee, and Shawn was like, I'm going to call it right down the middle. And then (laughs) Shawn just could not help himself, Uh, and he super kicked The Undertaker into a pedigree. And I was like, oh, my God. This is gonna happen. This this is it didn't happen last year, but damn it, it's happening this year. One, two, and he kicked out, and I jumped up. I said, no effing way. Like I, shocked, just shocked. So yeah, you you got me there. I feel like, you know, as much as I love the the one with Sean one on one with the with basically Sean's retirement, I, I thought I was I was maybe even more, you know, taken by by that matchup. Yeah. And for it to be Sean and Triple H. And they were saying, yeah, we're going to put... Because Triple H, that whole storyline, too, was that Triple H felt that it was Undertaker's time. It was his time to go. He was going to take him out back and like old Yeller and put him down. Like he needed <laughs> to be put down. I remember that. And, you know, then it flipped. And it almost became Undertaker putting Triple H down. And, like, they all left yeah. together. Yeah. You know, and Triple H was like, you know, maybe this is his last match. Even though we all know now it wasn't. But yeah. it felt like, wow, Undertaker just retired Sean. And now he's going to retire Triple H. My heart can't take all this, man. What's going on? My era is going away. What's going on? So, yeah, man. Those are... But you see how we're talking about Undertaker, right? Yeah, like yep. these, do, those moments though feel like, you know, this, it's not going to happen. Like we're not going to get that here, you know, with AJ Styles, unless you're telling me that Undertaker found the Fountain of Youth and he's going to have this great matchup, and then you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're just going to see him leaping over the, the the top rope, you know, and doing all his cool stuff again. Like I just I don't see uh, that. I don't see that by a long shot. No, man. I see him get winded. Very early now, like even you know, what was it last year? No, it wasn't. Did he wrestle last year? WrestleMania? Yeah, he did. did he? Was it John Cena? Well, that wasn't a wrestling match. Oh, that wasn't wrestling. Yeah. That was that was a squash, basically. Yeah, because John Cena was like he was there as a fan, and then he was gonna leave, and then Undertaker showed up, and then they had a match, and yeah, it was. It's like what a choke slam tombstone, and that was it. I felt like he was winning just by walking that long track. And then it was like, yeah, just yep. choke slam and that's it. That's all I got him, Vince. Yeah, did he do the tombstone or just the choke slam? What he had to do the tombstone. I, I feel like he, man, it wouldn't feel right, right at WrestleMania. You didn't do the tombstone? No, nah, I think he did it. I yeah. think he did it. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch it now and be real upset if he didn't right. do the tombstone. <laughs> Ah, so you think we're gonna get like a five minute matchup then with him and AJ Styles in this? Oh or? man! Well, you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make this match work. So I don't see five minutes. But maybe I don't know, man. AJ Styles, this could this could be like AJ Styles' toughest match. Hmm. You know, in terms of trying to make somebody look good. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, man. Exactly. He's gonna have to work real, real hard. Hard, man. This is like, oh, is he up to that challenge? <laughs> it's I crazy. This is, is how I gotta yeah. look at this match now from this from this point of view. Yep. Yep. That's all it's gonna be. He's gonna be selling like he's never sold before, man. Oh, like, man. Just 
really trying to put over the Undertaker. Like he still got it, and oh man, I don't know, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Um, gosh, yeah, I would hate for it to be really short, but at the same time, I don't know that I want to see a drawn out Undertaker matchup really? anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, he AJ he Styles really doesn't, doesn't have bad matches, man. Like he he knows how to make his you know how to make his you know opponents look good. Yeah, I gotta trust AJ Styles, man. I just gotta trust him, man. That's what I gotta do. I'm gonna trust him. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Oh man, that's gonna be. It, for the wrong reasons, it's becoming the most anticipated match yeah. of WrestleMania. <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Man. Right. <laughs> How hard is AJ Styles going to have to work to make Undertaker look match. good? <laughs> it's the toughest match ever. Uh, <laughs> Making the Undertaker look good. Wow. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's, let's move it along here. The Raw Tag Team Championship matchup we had. Street Profits. Versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. All right, how did you feel about this match? Uh, I didn't. You know, this isn't a memorable match for me. I'm gonna be honest. That's, I was just about to say I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of yeah. the day, I didn't care about the match. Uh, I was looking at it. I was looking at the 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 recaps. And I was like, oh yeah, they did have a match. Yep. Like I I put it out of my mind. I totally did. Yeah, man, and the match was just very similar to what they already had. They, what, how many times have they wrestled? Yeah, they. I think in the last month, at least twice before this one, because obviously they had the matchup where they won the titles on Raw. I think before that they had at least one match, so at least twice. Yeah. And then they had a solo match between Montez Ford. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Seth Rollins. So that's probably what I'm thinking of as maybe as a tag match when it was just a solo. But still, they, they were still wrestling each other though. But yeah, yeah, man, it seems like it's it's just all blurring together now. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's the issue. Maybe I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you do with this tag division, man. That's that's my question. I mean, the, the like it. The ta- yeah, I'm glad Street Profits have it, but I don't know what you do with that now. I mean, you just keep you know just giving them you know opponents that are actual tag teams, and you tell stories with these tag teams. That's what they're really missing with the tag divisions. Is they're not really they're not really telling telling stories around the tag teams. You know, it's 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 like right now. Yeah, Seth Rollins is a huge story, but Seth Rollins and Murphy are not, you know, a true tag team. And it's odd that AOP, the true tag team, are the ones that they're not the ones that are the tag that were the tag team champions that were in this matchup, maybe. And then they're being guided by Seth Rollins. It's the other way around. Like they're just muscle, and Seth Rollins is was the was you know is the one defending or or trying to gain the tag team championships it's just so weird like you said it's just a lack of respect and then the viking raiders just you know they're just there right they just show up every week now to just jump aop yeah out of nowhere like out of nowhere they get again they 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 fight they fight to the back and they're gone yep what Seth Rollins? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Get back here! <laughs> Rinse and what repeat. What are you doing? I'm like, yep. Rinse and repeat. 
It's all it is, man. So that's why I said I didn't really care about this match. Yeah. Now, one thing, and I don't know, this 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 might be a little controversial, okay? But I do I do have a little bit of a gripe, and I got to get this off my chest, and it has all to right. do with Montez Ford. Oh, okay. So Montez Ford, I feel like has the potential to be a superstar. Yeah. But I also feel like whenever I watch him, I feel like does he know what he's doing or is he just so athletic that he just kind of figures it out as he's going because he just seems like I've seen him so many times now and he's he's so charismatic and he has all the ability in the world and that frog splash is more five star than RVD's five star frog splash was back in the day. Fifty inch vertical. Seriously, <laughs> if, it, if RVD's was five stars and his is a ten star, yes, the, his is ridiculous. The vertical is amazing, but sometimes I watch Montez and I'm just like, does he know really what he's doing, or is his athleticism just carrying him to do to to he hides to, his deficiencies you know like i'm not sure you know because i'm I'm, again i'm i'm believing i'm seeing him i'm like man he's a standout he's got you know the the charisma when he comes out for the entrance and they go into the crowd like just the presence right and even when they win like him on the ropes like just going nuts you know with the ultimate warrior like shaking the ropes (laughs) ropes. non-stop you know (laughs) oh i love that yeah, he just has fun, and I love that about him. But also, too, I, I guess one thing is sometimes when I watch his matches, I'm afraid somebody's going to get hurt. Like, he might just not not be doing it from a technical perspective the perfect way, and it could get someone hurt. And I get I sometimes get nervous about that. So I don't know. I just I throw that out there because I guess what I want him to do is I want him to, to be more technical to sharpen up his moves because if he does my god like like he could be the next big thing in the I, WWE. I think the tag team hides it well, but I re- I'm glad you brought this up, but I really saw it when he went against Seth Rollins cuz at times his movement looked off a bit and then at times it looked crisp. It you know, it was it was just a mixed bag. Yep. Yep. That's just that's what I'm seeing. You know, and Angelo Dawkins, like, I mean, he just feels like, you know, he's he's playing his role. You know, when it comes to in the ring, like, he's very athletic. Yeah. You know, he's a big man. You know, he has the power moves, you know, and, like, his his moves. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not concerned with him. Like, his moves feel, just from a safety perspective, like, they look, they look devastating, but you know they're safe. Like, it just, it feels right. But with Montez Ford, he just feels like he's sometimes just out of control. Like, you know, I I just get a little bit nervous with him. So anyway, yeah. just, just we we seen him overshot uh, when he's going over the top rope, and yeah, clearly he he'll overshot his opponent, man. Yeah, it's like he's either gonna get someone hurt or hurt himself if he's not careful if he doesn't sharpen it up. So you know, I want him to because again, I feel like he could be the next big big thing. Like when he, I, I feel that too, man. I feel like man when him. And his wife, Bianca Belair, if they was ever the if we was ever to have a power couple, I think that's the power couple right there. They they can be money together. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They could. I mean, you know, we've we've rarely seen that happen too, where you have that like 
power couple in WWE that works on screen, right? Because Seth Rollins and Becky tried it and it really didn't work on screen. Like it just, you know, felt a little bit off. And, you know, for whatever reason, it's just how people felt about it. Um, you didn't see the chemistry that you saw, like behind the scenes, right? Like you it know, it's there, right, right, it right. It, it didn't. didn't it come just didn't. Through. Exactly. Yeah, but here I feel like th- this is another opportunity potentially where you know it could, you know, like the, the two of them are just so great in the ring and just charisma. They both have such great charisma. Like I, personally, Montez Ford has more charisma than Seth Rollins. Oh, just already yes, light years. Ahead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> already he's there. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, I could say Becky Lynch is is ahead of Shayna or not Shana, get ahead of. Um, oh my god, she definitely ahead of Shayna though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely ahead of Shayna. Um, yeah, but uh, oh my god, Bianca Belair. That's what I was. Yeah, Bianca Belair. Like she's ahead of Bianca Belair, um, but Bianca has a lot of chemistry. You know, like she's 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 very charismatic. So. You know, I think them together on screen could work. You know, I, I could see it. I could see it. So anyway, that's um, I just had to throw it out there because, uh, you know, I think when he did the people's elbow that one, uh, I think it was on a takeover. Yeah, I was like, man, you know what? That would be cool. If Rock gave him his blessing. As a matter of fact, I could see that like almost rock type charisma from him. Yeah, you know, like he has that it factor. He does. Similar he does. to the rock yep. to, to me, to be honest with you. Um, but in ring, he's not sharp. You know, he's athletic as all hell, but he's not sharp. I think he has the ability to clean that up, though, and yeah, definitely improve in the ring, man. He does. He does. 100%. Yep. 100%. All right, let's move on to the Intercontinental Championship matchup, which, oh boy, man, this one, this one's something. All right, so Braun Strowman defending in a handicap match against Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Get these hands. <laughs> and wash these hands. <laughs> wash these hands. Wash your hands, people. That's a PSA. Right. Coronavirus. <laughs> wash your hands. That's what that's what Braun Strowman should start doing. It's just, you know, changing from get these hands to wash these he is hands. Doing that. Like, you didn't know? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh no. Oh my god, here's an Instagram video out, man. Talking about wash your like wash these hands. Oh I'm wow. of, of, of telling you how to wash your hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. That's the reason why I said wash these hands too. It makes sense. It makes sense. Just with him, you know, with that being his catchphrase and with coronavirus and all that going on, man, like for him, it's a layup. You know what I'm saying? Wash these hands. Put that on a t shirt, bro, and make some money. Definitely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Back to the matchup, though. Um, so going into this match. I thought this match was was doomed one way or another. Either you bury Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro because they all lose to one guy, or you're taking the belt off of Braun Strowman immediately. It was or catch there's some, yeah, like that. You can't win. It's a lose lose situation. Um, and so when the outcome happened, and for I mean. It, Sami Zayn is now the new Intercontinental Champion, you know, by way of just, yeah, they 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 found a way to, to beat uh, Braun Strowman. Liberators. Yeah. But, I mean, it just, it, it, I felt like of the two outcomes, this one, I guess you could say, 
was the better of the two because to see those guys lose get squash that would have been terrible that's a wrap yeah Shinsuke Cesaro man Sammy you're done you're done yep that j- every time you do that promo now they're just gonna treat you as a joke yeah yeah but but the storytelling didn't make sense did make sense the logic uh, you know I love the finish that whole what was it double suplex into a luva kick yeah. <laughs> I'm like why not hell yeah one two three and Sammy is your new IC champion yeah so, you know, I don't mind, but it's like bittersweet. It's like, damn, LeBron just got the effing belt. Like, come on, man. LeBron what are we doing? He can't catch a break. No. LeBron just can't catch a break. Oh, no, man. Like, he just. Like, man, you're going to get these hands. I just got the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Taking that belt off. you done. Um, but here's the thing. Do you think he gets it back at WrestleMania? Do you think they do something else? Because they're going to no automatic it. rematches. So yeah, I think they, I think they're they flip it back to Braun at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I I have my concerns. I feel like they they may find a way not to and have you know the this group hold that belt for a while. At least Sammy hold that belt for a while. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see Braun be a champion and have you know that belt or just a belt on on the show um but yeah i, I just th- this matchup just felt like you know again I, I, it, I everybody in the matchup i have a lot of respect for and yet i just felt myself not enjoying the match because i knew one of these outcomes no matter what happened i was going to be upset like i wasn't going to be happy um <laughs> it, it's just the way it was you going into it you're like God, are they really gonna? What was your expectations for this pay per view? I, I wasn't excited about it. You know, I just wasn't like from again top to bottom. The, the elimination chamber matches that they that they advertised, I was not into. It just felt stupid that they that these both of these matches were happening. You know, no no anticipation, no build up that made sense. Um, it was all just like kind of thrown together you know we'll this get to the, the stench of a saudi super showdown yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. it had to me for elimination yes. chamber i would say slightly better because yeah that stench from the 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 super showdown well, I, well is, what i mean like stench like like i just didn't care for the yeah paper. okay yes <laughs> that types yeah no that, like, it wasn't like true. goldberg level <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like a slightly better episode of smackdown like that—that's what this this pay per view felt like to me. To be honest with you, because SmackDown to me has been hot garbage for the last month or so. I'd say maybe even longer than that. Because there's even some weeks where I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I can watch SmackDown this week because this is—I just don't have any interest in this whatsoever. And this card just kind of felt like it was. As a matter of fact, I felt like it was kind of dominated by SmackDown. Really, I mean, there were a lot of SmackDown focused matches. You know, I mean the the I mean the main event in Elimination Chamber it was it was all of them. You know, it was everybody. You know, uh, all the women in there. But um, from Raw, actually, that was a, that was a Raw. Yeah, that was all Raw. Yeah, but I don't know. There was something about it that felt very like B show. You know, like it just didn't have the 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 feeling of like, hey, we're having the top. I mean, there was no no uh, both champions weren't there. WWE champion uh, wasn't there. The the or the. Sorry, the Raw uh, WWE champion, the Universal champion, the women's champions weren't Even there. Even the top guys, like no Roman Reigns, no Drew. 
Yeah. Just nobody showed up. Like, what What are we saying? Where is everybody? Um, so, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, man. I mean, new Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Yay, he's champ. I don't think he... Has he ever been champion on WWE? Uh, No, just NXT champion, bro. Yeah, see? So, yeah. first ever, you know, non-NXT belt for Sami Zayn. That should be cool. You know, it should be something to celebrate. Yeah. But it just feels like, all right, cool, yay. Yay. This came at the expense of, you know... Braun Strowman losing again and yeah not reaching his full potential again yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) let's move on finish this up because we are at the main event oh man yeah the women's elimination chamber match to see who's gonna go against Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania man who is going against? Oh, we, we just need to know. <laughs> we we have oh, no we idea. Figure out. I, oh, man. <laughs> well, here were your, your list of options. Game. <laughs> <laughs> here were your list of options for predictions if you wanted to make a prediction. <laughs> Sarah Logan. <laughs> Liv Morgan. Oh. Natalia. Oh. Ruby Riot. Uh, did I say Natalia? I said Natalia. Ruby Riot and then Shayna. Baszler. Oh, and Asuka. I missed Asuka. Somehow I missed Asuka in there. So, yeah, we had Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, Asuka, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. Um, yeah, this was this was just so stupid. This was so stupid. Because it felt they had unnecessary. Because been- we knew, you know what? Like, I didn't mind the, the women's match. If there was, sure, I understood, understood the story. You know, I got to make Shayna Baszler look dominating. I get that. Yeah, there was some missteps, which I'll explain more in detail about that. But this whole match, though, within itself, I felt this was unnecessary. <laughs> because we all knew Shayna Baszler yes. and Becky Lynch was happening at WrestleMania. Yes. We already know. We knew. This is where we was going. I know this. Yeah. Shayna Baszler took a chunk out of Becky Lynch's neck. Right. Like, we Becky ain't going to do that story. Come on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Becky Lynch demanded Oscar because she lost a match to her last year at Royal Rumble. She said, "I want Oscar. I'm not resigning." Now somebody takes a bite out of her neck, and she just can't ask for Shayna Baszler. She ne- Shayna Baszler needs to go through the elimination chamber, but yet Roman Reigns can just pick Goldberg. How does this make sense? Nothing makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> WWE. Stuff just happens. <laughs> random. So random. And then, yeah, we got to sit through this match knowing what's going to happen. And as soon as Shayna Baszler got in that matchup, it was over. And we all knew it was over. We all knew it. And she just put everybody to sleep. Just just one by one by one. Like, we didn't even get, like, the Riot Squad all in the ring at the same time. I I think those were the missteps. Like, I would have had Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot start the match, and then the first chamber would be Liv Morgan. Mm -hmm. And then then the next would be Shayna Baszler, and then Shayna Baszler, she'll just, you know, squash Ruby Riot, and then she'll take her time with uh, who you got. Then you got, what, Natalia, and then... Oscar. See, I wouldn't want her to squash Ruby Riot though, like because Ruby Riot. I felt like this has happened to her a couple times. Like it happened with Ronda Rousey, where she just got squashed, she got destroyed, 
And Ruby Riot's really good. Like, she's a really... Like, this is a person that if you want to build another, like, uh, still legitimate... up, though, man. I feel, well, you can because she's good. But if you keep, you know, doing her like this, I mean, she'll be Braun Strowman here in a little bit. Where it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter how big and, and strong and, like, you know... You, you He looks legitimate, but you start not taking him seriously because he just keeps losing. And the same thing could happen, you know, with Ruby Riot if they keep doing this to her where anytime she fights someone else who's legit, she gets destroyed. You know, like it just it, it she loses legitimacy little by little with all that happening. All right. <laughs> you know, like I just I, so for me, I hear just, you. But I hear I hear what you're saying, too. Like, I, I love the idea of. You have the Riot Squad started off because yeah. yeah, we haven't seen them all fight each other, and they've been building. And they still and they up. have a story with the, with each other, man. So yeah. I, like I said, man, there were there were some missteps in this in this uh, women's elimination chamber match. Definitely was, you know, and yeah, I mean, and then the you fight. had you had Shayna like waiting for opponents to come out, like they couldn't time that better. Yeah. She's standing there. Yeah, they were all gone, and she's waiting. And it was like it was Liv and Oscar were like the last two in pods, and she's waiting. And then it's Liv, and Liv just gets Wrecked. destroyed, like concussion. You know, <laughs> for Ricochet is looking at her like, damn. You know, like that, that's terrible. What happened to you? <laughs> you <know what> I'm <laughs> <laughs> after, <laughs> after what happened to him, he's like, "Damn!" <laughs> oh man, I got it easy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh man, yeah. We haven't talked about Ricochet, by the Oh man, real quick, Ricochet's done. Ricochet <laughs> is done. That man lost to a dude who they were saying, "Who are you? Who are you?" Got. Buried on Raw right after he lost at Saudi in the worst way possible. So, all right, so let, let's backtrack real quick. So, so we're going to talk about Ricochet real quick. So You're going to pause the Elimination Chamber. Let's talk, talk, right, right. Let's, talk, about let's talk about this real quick. So when he lost to Saudi and, and he comes out the following night, we're going to do a 24-7 championship. I'm like, oh, my God. He's, gonna, he's in a 24-7 championship match. I'm like, I couldn't believe that at first. I'm like, all right, well, at least – he can win it, and then no, I didn't even want him to win it. I, I, didn't, just I didn't want him to win it, but I was Archie like, shows if he win it, maybe you can build him back no. up somehow Not with, with the twenty four seven. Maybe he could get gym. cocky with the twenty four seven or something. His personality would grow with no, it. I don't no. know. It's a, it's it would have been a joke, but it would have been something though. Like he's, no. but this dude got wrecked <laughs> by Riddick Moss. <laughs> he, oh. The only thing worse than Ricochet winning the the 24-7 championship was losing the 24-7 championship matchup to Riddick Moss. Thank you for saying his name because I, w- I would have had to look it up. Oh. Riddick Moss and get destroyed because that match maybe went five minutes. Maybe. Just got man. destroyed. When Vince McMahon wants to show somebody that he is done, once, done with a wrestler, he will show you vividly. I, I couldn't believe it. We witnessed a live burial. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> and, and this one was worse. This one, yes. This was yes. worse than what happened. I, I, yes. I did not think first, that was possible. Like, first emotion, like, first uh, emotion, like, I'm like, all right, he he's fighting for the 24-7. I'm like, damn, that sucks, but all right. But I'm thinking, all right, 
best case scenario he, he'll win. I know it sucks, but it, it's something. <laughs> it Man. could be a lot worse. He could lose, which he did. I couldn't believe it. Dude, when he came out for that, and they're like, 24-7 championship, I'm like, what? No. No. Not this way, Ricochet. Not this way. It's like it's like a JR like back in the day. Yeah. No, not this way. Damn it, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, son of a bitch. Like, yes. all, that. Yes, all of that, man. That's that's why I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's wow. And my mouth was shot. It was like wide yeah. open when when he got a clean loss by Riddick Moss. It was like a convincing win too. It was, wasn't like he got a quick roll up, he slipped on a banana peel. <sighs> no. He, he 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 destroyed this dude convincingly, man. He he made yep. sure like this is a three count coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my! God. Oh my why? God! Why? 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 Yeah. We're just Ricochet. Just just he is the promo that better, terrible. Is the promo that, that terrible? It, oh. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. He he maybe he just. Looked at Vince the wrong way one day, and Vince was like, "I don't like this dude no more. Man. Like, I'm gonna show him. Don't you ever look at me like that again? Don't you ever in your life look at me like that again?" Hey man, a few years uh, a few years ago, Titus O'Neil did get yep. suspended just by touching Vince touching him. Yep. <laughs> just brushed against Vince's shoulders. Oh, oh nope, suspended. suspended. <laughs> so, yep, that's. It, it, it won't doesn't take much. It doesn't oh, take man. much for Vince to just say, hey, I'm done with you. Yeah, oh, man. man. It's ha. Yeah. Wow. Well. So, yeah. Yeah. Elimination Chamber, huh? Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Oh man. Everything sounds sounds not half bad when you compare it to what happened yes. to Ricochet this this past week or so, man. It's just crazy. He wasn't even on Raw this. Oh, he was this, on main event month. though. Oh my god. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. And, oh, and it gets worse. You, you, do you want me to say the name? Go ahead and say it. Oh, man. Oh, Eric Young. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did he lose? I, I don't know. I, I I didn't want to read that far. I was I'm like, I'm done reading. I'm done reading. I don't want to read anymore. I can't. You ask. Can't, you figure it out. Is, Tell me, man. I don't want to know. This is right, man. This is this is I cruel just and unusual. Main event. <laughs> this is cruel and yeah, unusual. Like, I'm, I'm done reading, man. This is Ricochet, man. He's got to care about his promos. He deserves better than this. He shouldn't be going against Eric Young at main event. Come on now, send him back to NXT. Don't do him like this. This is crazy. Oh. Ricochet? Golly. This man was having match of the year candidate type matches all over the world. Him and Will Ospreay, like people just still talk about it. Then he does this? Getting beat by dude, literally the crowd was like, who are you? Yep. And that dude dominated Ricochet. <laughs> what? For the 24-7 championship. Just dominated. Oh, I, couldn't, well, I couldn't believe that. I just Yeah. Yeah. I I'm 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 sorry, Ricochet, man. Like it, it this sucks. And you know, if I'm him, I'm like, 
this whatever you guys are planning, I need to know right now, like what the what the plan is, and we need to get that plan going. You know, like you need to do something because this is different than Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe. Like at least those dudes, they fit Vince McMahon's style, like in terms of having a like a like a, a big man. Yeah. You know, like so you could you can kind of make a case for why they would still have a chance, even though we did plus say R.I.P. Plus McIntyre. they can knock out a hell of a promo too. Well, there's that too. Yes, yes, that's a promo huge thing as well. For both of those guys, yeah, they're better. Come on yeah, than Ricochet. That's true. Drew that's true. is right, but but. Like for for I just feel like even if you take that out of it, I still feel like at their at their size, you can say also like, hey, you know, Vince is going to going to, you know, he likes this guy. He called Drew McIntyre the chosen one, you know, before he he released him. But he he called him that. And Samoa Joe, like you see it and you see the charisma. You see, like you said, the promo work, the end ring. It's great. It's like he's the total package. And he loves his Samoans, man. Like, Vince loves his Samoans. Oh, yeah. But Ricochet, he told Ricochet to his face one time, he's like, you really think you can stand in the ring with all this beef? Like, to his face. Oh, man. And I, I think that was I real. I don't think that. it was. Yeah, that was in the storyline. Yeah, I think that was a that shoot. Was I think Vince was like, hey, no, seriously, though. Seriously. Fuck all this beef in the ring. Uh, uh, you can handle all this beef, Ricochet? Uh. <laughs> As cringy as it was, you know. But right. I can't. Yeah, I can handle the beef. Trust me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> He's just let his wrestling talk for him, man, and just be that, that that dude, man, that he was in NXT. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he needs to go back to NXT and just you know get that fire again. Yeah, yeah. That would that. I'm telling you that that would would be it would make so much sense. You know, for him to go back to NXT because NXT is a third brand. It's not a demotion. You know, it's it's a lateral move. You know, NXT. Well, he's going through his demotion. The, right. Main event, Eric exactly. Young. Demotion. That's a demotion. NXT. Charlotte Flair is showing up on NXT on the regular right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Finn no Balor right. was just yeah, he was just on NXT UK as long as well as NXT. Rick, Ricochet, and you know Ricochet loved NXT. He was in tears when when him and Aleister Black had that last match at that takeover before WrestleMania last year. Man, and the, think think about where we were a year ago with Ricochet and Aleister Black, really, but with Ricochet. He was at WrestleMania. He was fighting for two tag team championships, two separate tag team titles, both in NXT and in WWE. And now he's at the main event. <laughs> going against Eric Young, just lost to. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to remember this guy's name. The dude that Riddick that, Moss. Riddick Moss. There you go. I remember because that was the day that he beat Ricochet Colleen. <laughs> I had to know that guy's name, man. I was like, "What in the blue hell is going on? <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> who Riddick? Who Moss?" <laughs> <laughs> offensive yeah. lineman for, for for the terrible offensive lineman right. who couldn't terrible protect Mojo Raleigh. Raleigh the security guy dude destroying Ricochet dominating Ricochet right. making Ricochet look silly that dude then yeah. he dominated Cedric, Cedric Alexander too that man. happened yep. What? yep yeah I don't know what they're doing Moss, they need man. to stop that they need to stop he, no. he's that dude no, they need, they need to stop. Man. They need our dude to go ahead and win this title. That, that dude, go back to what they were doing. No, all nah. day. 
That's the death of the 24-7 championship. It's over. If this is what they're doing, then that championship is done. It's hey, dead. man. It's dead. Riddick Moss about to change the game out here, man. <laughs> y'all out here up. running around with the championship? Oh, man. Man. Let, let, let's finish up All with right. the Chamber. So, I mean, I guess, uh, like we said, we already said Shayna Baszler ended up winning. You know, she she put everybody to sleep, essentially, in the in the chamber. Yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts on on where we're going now? You know, post chamber, looking forward to Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Now that it's official, official, uh, just some more storytelling to see if we can kick this you know rivalry up a notch. Because I'm I'm still feeling that we're still in that first year. Even after that biting on the neck from uh, Shayna Baszler, I'm still feeling the first year. Uh, right now like we didn't get there to like it's that boiling point now it's boiling over now we're primed and ready for Wrestlemania like we're not there yet yeah yeah I I feel like um, you know I agree with you you know that we need more you know storytelling from the two of them Um, I guess the behind the scenes I can't help but think about you know some of the stuff that I've been hearing about Vince not being not liking what he saw from Shayna Baszler um, pre-elimination chamber. I don't know how I felt about elimination chamber, but yeah. you know the reports were that he he wasn't liking, or he wasn't impressed by Shayna and uh, uh, Survivor ser- Serious performance, right? No, it wasn't even that. It was the there was a match she had on on Raw, I believe, is what what they were referencing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know that they said Vince didn't. You know he didn't like it. You know, and I don't know if if that's true. You know. My fear going into into Elimination Chamber, there was a small fear of like, man, what if he does change plans? But as soon as you know she got in the chamber, you knew like, oh, okay, no, he didn't change nothing. Like she's <laughs> she's winning this, right? So clearly, you know, like, right? <laughs> but now it does. I guess the good part about something leaking out there like that about how Vince felt is when it comes to WrestleMania, we don't know who's going to win that matchup. Because they could just say, you know what, Shayna's not ready. Let's go ahead and have Becky retain and beat Shayna. So a prediction for that matchup is going to be tough if you factor in the behind the scenes. Um, but not even going that far, just looking at the buildup. To your point, you know, more of a story. Um, Becky's starting it off a little bit. You know, she mentioned Ronda Rousey and how mm-hmm. she beat her friend. She beat another cage fighter. So I like that. Um, I, we just we just need we need more though. We need more from the two of them. More like like the build up to sur- that Survivor Series matchup felt more intense than this. You know it the did. the the because you had Shayna kind of coming out of nowhere. Oh, from NXT, and she went right to you know Becky and right to um um who was it Bailey. You know, and just like took them out. And I don't know, it was just an intensity about that, you know, that that brand warfare with this. It feels like it it should have some of that same intensity, but it just doesn't yet. So they, they got some work to do. They most definitely got some work to do, man. Like, I, I just want to, you know, get to that boiling point when I'm like, all right, now I can't wait to see this match. Yeah, I'll buy to see this match because right now. It's. I feel like, like you said, man. It's. It's missing that. Uh, I don't know, man. Like that grittiness, man. Like, well, I, compare it. I compare think, it to the the matchup with with uh, Charlotte and Rhea 
and their build up, you know, because I feel like they've done a better job building that fe- that matchup up for us. Because it's working on both hands. I think what is not working here is on on Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. I think Becky's Lynch is doing great. She's doing everything that she can do on her side. Now Shayna has to, you know, do her part as well. And then and can she bring it too? I think was working for Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley. Like they both bringing it. They both bringing the intensity. Like you see it. You know they they carry themselves as champions. Like they're they, like you. They're getting primed. They're if they're not at that boiling point, they're boiling right now. Like you you see it, man. It's like it's there. Like I, I'm not feeling like how I'm feeling with uh you know with Becky Lynch. Or how I'm feeling with uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think they just need to be face to face. You know, we haven't had that in a while. It's just the yeah. two of them in the ring, and like, I, I guess the last time they were together in the ring, she, you know, Shayna bit Be- bit Becky, but just to have them have a face to face conversation, kind of like in the build up to that Survivor Series matchup, they had that interview. You know, at least it started as a, you know, interview for Becky and then Shayna interrupted it and they had like that face to face sit down. Mm-hmm. But do that in the ring, though, like have the two of them in the ring at the same time, not even a contract signing or anything like that. Just have, you know, Becky get out there and get ready to do one of her promos and then Shayna shows up and then she gets right in the ring with Becky. And then they they have their their face to face right then and there and then it comes to blows and then you start building that it up with with something like that, you know? Um I think because with Charlotte and Rhea, what's worked for me there is we've had a lot of that. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of the two of them like face to face in the ring and you see the the how they're similar in their size you know and just like how athletic they both are and like you're just anticipating and then you've seen like Rhea punch uh Charlotte Charlotte go at Rhea you know and like them just 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 destroying each other we'll talk about when we get into NXT here in a little bit but um you know it's just there's been a lot more intensity built up in that you know when the yeah. crowd is getting into it oh. like the NXT crowd was on fire you know for for that matchup just telling Charlotte hey go back to raw you know they like they've made their choice you know they're siding with with uh with with um Rhea Ripley on that one um it's just it's that one is being built up really nicely whereas this one yeah like you said it's just it's lacking and and Shayna Baszler yeah she could do some work to to help with that but I think it's on both of them just to have that face to face so that we can start sizing them up and seeing like, okay, yeah, we get about I, three weeks. So that's about three. We gotta hurry up. Raws, three shows to yeah. do it. Yeah, this next Raw, they gotta get right to it. Because also too, like, it, it, unfortunately for Shayna, she's not Ronda Rousey, right? No, and that's really who everybody kind of wants to see. You know, and unfortunately, she's not Ronda Rousey, and so she's fighting against that too. Like she's almost the replacement, you know, for Ronda in the situation. That that those are big shoes to fill. But she's also great in her own right, and I think we need to we need to be reminded of that, you know, and have Shayna in there with with uh, Becky, and just like have her look like a. I mean, she looked like a beast in that matchup, and I think. That there's a way to do it, but yeah. they, ha- they just he have just to didn't start hit it. with everybody. Like I understood it, I understood what that match was, but I get, 
I get other people gripes with the matches too for Shayna as well. Like, you know, with Shayna performance, like, you know, so I understand that. Hmm. Well, what do you mean? The other people's gripes with. Oh, like, you know, because of, of the storytelling, like, how, oh, it's stupid how Shayna's just waiting, you know, for opponent. She's waiting in there for like one minute after just wrecking uh, the riot squad. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. It's like, who wants to sit there and wait? The, the, it kills the crowd. Then it kills like the energy. Like that's why I understood it, man. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's work to, to be done. Definitely yeah. to build this one up for sure. Um, you know, and I'm hoping they do. I got a lot of respect for, for both of these women. I think they, oh, yeah. you know, this matchup has a lot of potential and, you know, they can, they can have a really rough physical type matchup if they really, you know, do this right. And one that the crowd is really invested in, you know, seeing these two dominant, fem- you know, women from NXT and, and, and Raw just face off because um, both of them have really just dominated on both of their ends. You know, which is very interesting, you know, that that that's the matchup. I mean, I keep comparing it to the to the Charlotte Rhea matchup. And I feel like that's one thing that they do have over that matchup is this the level of dominance that they've had as champion for as long as they they were champions or had or with Becky. She's still champion. But with Shayna, she had a long title reign, you know, and she dominated. She'd beaten everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it's unique in that way. And Rhea, she's just like, she just basically became champion. And Charlotte hasn't had the belt now in a little while. So, you know, there's this level of, like, the the, the recent dominance is in the favor of Shayna and Becky. And so that matchup should feel like there's these two Goliaths getting ready to just rip each other apart. And, you know, it's not there, but hopefully it will with some buildup. I think what they need to do is do a video package for Shayna Baszler, just showing her dominance in the NXT so people get to know, so people start to get familiar, more familiar with Shayna Baszler. I think that will help out with the story. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that helping for sure. You know, and, and just promos too, man. Yeah. Like I said, just face to face. that too. Ha- just have her, have her tell Becky to her face exactly what she's done and who she is. You know, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. We need some do you bacon. think? <laughs> do you think um, having uh, Justin Duke and Marina Shafir would help? Hmm. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. If they was to show up, I don't even think they would get a reaction. Hmm. It would but I like, guess just to make it more like, oh, Shayna's got this ace up her sleeve where she's got these two, you know, MMA fighters in her corner who are obviously gonna, you know, be involved in the matchup somehow, you know, and, and it, it puts Becky in that underdog role where if they would have showed that from the beginning that she, you know, that's how she rose, but that's, but that's like her NXT character. This is different since she came to raw it's just been her, and she's been showing that she can take care of this herself, especially in Elimination Chamber. She eliminated five other women, you know, mm. by herself. So I, I think they showed that she she don't need any help. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I asked the question again because I'm not I'm not 
sure myself yeah. on whether or not it, it, it would help or if it wouldn't help. You know, thinking it through a little bit, um, the case that I would make for not having it is it, it, it's special sometimes to just see two people go one on one and that's it. And like just just, you know, see them match wits and, you know, go back and forth on the mic and just really keep the focus on these two people versus diluting it a little bit and having more people involved. But I think in Shayna's case, because she's the heel, if she does have this backup, you can really have the crowd on Becky's side as the underdog, you know, which Becky right now is hard to really make her the underdog. I mean, they tried with Asuka, but I don't know if anybody really feared like Asuka's going to win this matchup. I think we all pretty much thought, even though, you know, she had never beaten Asuka or, you know, had been really dominated by Asuka for the last couple of, of, of matchups that they've had that, um, you know, she was actually going to lose to Asuka in that, in that matchup. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there, there is a way in which if you make, if you, if you add those two, then you kind of put the, the 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 odds are now in the favor of Shayna because she has this backup. And if you show like, hey, in, in matchups where maybe the the competitor has a chance against Shayna Baszler, nope, sorry, she she they, they don't because she'll overcome because she has this this help as well. Yeah, but she can be dominated by herself, or she, not only is she dominated by herself, but then she has this help too that makes sure she she wins. Um, For. Let me ask you this, because you, since you had asked me that about, like, you know, the story, you don't think they're trying to tell the story of not trying to have you feel that, uh, not Oscar, but Becky's the underdog, but the kind of the the cocky champion now? Like, you ever seen that movie Rocky Three? Yeah. So, you know when, you know, Rocky's having all this success now, so he's not as hungry as before. You know, and he's the champion. Then you got Mr. T, Clever Lane. He just, you know, hungry dude. He, he you know, uh, going to, and he finally has a match with Rocky. He whoops his ass. He beats him for the championship, man, because he's not as hungry and not as hungry as he was before. Like, you don't see them kind of like telling that story? Nah, because it's WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. You know, yeah, it's WrestleMania. I mean, they're they're. I don't think they're building this um, story where they're they're turning they're they're showing that type of weakness from Becky at this point. I think they want to show Becky in her at her best. You know, and and honestly, if I'm picking right now, I think I pick Becky to win it. You know, and retain. You know, I feel like Becky will win this matchup just with what I've seen so far. Um, and taking everything into consideration, you know, the rumors about how Vince felt about Shayna, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I feel like Becky's going to retain. I like what you're saying. I just feel like that's more of a either SummerSlam type matchup or post-WrestleMania matchup, you know, where she won the big one. And now she thinks, OK, she's unstoppable. She's gone a full year being champion, you know, and and. Now it's like, you know, it used to be backlash right right after WrestleMania, but that pay-per-view right after, you know, now it's just another matchup, you know. She can relax, and then she loses. And it's like, oh, damn, what? You know, like, Becky lost? 
Um, or like with AJ Lee the night after WrestleMania, and then Paige uh, yep. showed up, you know, and <laughs> beat her yeah. right then and there on that Raw. Like that. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's more that that would be more likely. But I mean, we'll see. Because to your point, you know, with that. Becky, you know, you see how she's like she has the sunglasses on when she's coming in and the big coats and all that. And, you know, she's got the bravado, you know, now she's got on her jacket, the goat, you know, she's got the goat on there. King's hat on. The king's hat on. Yeah, there's some cockiness for sure. (laughs) There's some cockiness. Um, But I feel like with it being WrestleMania that she's she's going to win that matchup, you know, at least. The way I'm saying it now, we'll see. Because if they if they build up Shayna right, I, I I may flip that. But yeah, we'll see, it man. Just, it's, all, it's all how they're going to build up to WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we still got predictions too, man. We got time. We still yeah. We got time early, to break this early, down. super early prediction. Yeah, yeah. Super early prediction for that one. Yeah. You know, and I said it, we, we got to take in consideration how they go about it these next three weeks because oh, that's oh, going to play a part in the the final prediction. But with what they've done so far, the early prediction would be Becky Lynch. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. You had some some that. No, 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 man. Go ahead, man. I'm I'm good. I'll save it. <laughs> All right. Well, so yeah, just overall with this, um, you know, I am really excited to see uh, Shayna Baszler and Becky in the ring together, cutting promos on each other. I want, uh, you know, I've I've been watching, you know, some some old wrestling and, you know, seeing like Rock and Austin's builds up to, to to their WrestleMania matchups and just the intensity you would feel, you know, at some of these older WrestleManias, man, was, was something else. You know, when Stone Cold told The Rock, like, hey, I need this Rock more than you'll ever know. Yeah. Like, I need to be WWE champion. Like, and then The Rock is like, you know. You know, you say Austin three sixteen says I just whipped your ass, and you and and I say just bring it. You know, well, I said well, I say come with my ass then. You know, come hey, WrestleMania, come try to whip my ass, and it's just like you just feel the intensity by these two mega powers, right? If only Rock if I Austin knew if I was smart enough to tell, like, oh, he's turning heel when he told the Rock, like, I need this, I need this, <laughs> right? It's like. At that time, there was no way I would have thought Stone Cold was going to turn heel. Yeah. I just did not see that coming, you know. And then, he, then you see the matchup. You see Vince out there, and it's like, what is happening right now? And he throw, puts in the chair, and then Stone Cold. Because I, I, I think they, if I'm remembering it right, it made it seem like he was going to side with The Rock, but then he actually wasn't siding with The Rock. And Stone Cold grabbed the chair, and he used the chair, and then Vince gets in the ring, and it's just like, whoa, Stone Cold and Vince, the guy, the, the authority figure that he's been rebelling yeah. against all this time? Yeah. Wow. JR was mad. He was pissed. I remember that. He was like, son of yeah. a bitch. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Just, just you know, in, in classic JR fashion. Yep. And just, you know, I, I just, I feel like, again, I say the mega powers because these two, you know, with with Shayna and with Becky, you know, the way that Shayna was in NXT and the way that Becky Lynch has been on Raw, it just feels like it it could have that potential just on paper, but these matches don't play out on paper, right? And oh, the build up right now is nowhere near that, you know, like boiling point. It's right, exactly. So that's that's that I feel like you know, if I'm if I'm in the back, if I'm in that writer's room, like I'm showing them this and I'm saying, hey, 
not necessarily that you have to be this, but this is just some something to, to maybe take some tips from to show like how you can build some more anticipation for this match. But you know what? Hold on. Before we wrap this up, I know we, you were saying like sometimes face to face interaction works, but yeah, but sometimes a good promo between two opponents without even having face-to-face interaction still can work and still have a great story. It can, but I don't think these two are going to work that way. Because we've seen Becky cut so many promos like that. And being honest, I feel like that... I, I, it feels a little bit like it gets old sometimes because it's Becky being Becky. like, And she's great, but like, I want more than that. You know, especially for WrestleMania, like this is supposed to be the grandest. Like, I, I need something more than Becky just cutting a promo in, in her the same fashion that she always does, which, again, is, is awesome. But it just it needs something extra. And I think face to face, that way you can start to feel a little bit like nervous about, whoa, they're saying some ruthless ass stuff to each other face to face. One of them is going to swing on the yeah, other one. Yep. But then if they hold back and they're like, they don't swing, but they're saying stuff that should make them swing. You're like, oh, any any minute now, this is going to turn into a mess. Like something's going to happen. Man, this is why you need to be in the writer's room, bro. You, you, you <laughs> didn't spit like four good stories for, during this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying man hey man just well hey this podcast is gonna be out there so you know <laughs> wwe if you want you want to use some of the ideas and then hit me up later i'm i'm totally down for right. that <laughs> yeah i know somebody's listening <laughs> watch it's gonna happen yep. man next raw <laughs> next raw oh man but yeah i guess uh any final thoughts on, on elimination chamber on a whole man we had great discussions from time yeah to time. it was just a mixed bag it was you know a forgetful pay-per-view that's that's what i'll say you know that's all it was yeah it happened like <laughs> it happened it felt like it happened a long time ago even though it was just this past sunday um you know match of the night was the first match for me and then from there it was kind of like it wasn't completely downhill from there because you know we had some good showings you know in spot places especially um you know andrade and umberto carrillo yeah i thought they brought it but in the end, the two Elimination Chamber matches were the ones that I was, you know, really the most disappointed in. And the AJ Styles um, uh, matchup with Aleister Black, which, you know, just who would have thought that we'd be saying something like that about an AJ Styles versus Aleister Black match? It sucks to say because, you know, got a lot of love for both of those nope, superstars. That's going to happen just, at WrestleMania. Oh, man. Jesus. So what? You even saying that now, man? I'm just like, oh, just brought me back down. Yeah, I'm just bringing you back to reality. Hey, you know, stop fantasy booking over there, man. Coming off these story, but great telling matches over here. (laughs) Fan booking, man. Right. It can be fun until you know you realize you're just fan booking and it's not actually going to happen. It's like, well, damn. (laughs) It was a nice thought. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that'll do it for this recap of Elimination Chamber 2020. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Tree Wrestling Podcast.